All right, Rabbi welcome. It's Erev uh, Shabbat. We have a double header today. The time is short. These are not easy parashiyot. No stories, too much stories over here. There's a lot of technical stuff. I mean, the truth of the matter is there is some, some stories, but we're not going to really analyze that. I got caught up. Maybe we'll say something in Parashat Matot, but we'll start with the Mas'eh. En Mugdamu Meohar Torah. So, in, uh, in Mas'eh, it talks about the, uh, the station stops that B'nai Israel took in the Midbar. It's 42, 42 stops, which is, I think, about uh, 10 less stops than the F train. But nonetheless, it is a, it's a long journey, 40 years in the Midbar. And the uh, Torah over here, when it's listing the journeys, once in a while the Torah digresses, which you don't see that on a regular train schedule, which means you don't, uh, you don't have, uh, when the train says... You know, it's going to go to Elberon, then it's going to go to Long Branch, then to Mammoth Park. Oh, Mammoth Park, this is where, you know, Chris Antley won the third race on the... They, 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 don't, they, they don't give you the... Uh, they don't give you the events of what happened in that place. They give you Mammoth Park, and then that's it. Uh, Little Silver, and uh, keep, keep on going. But over here, when the Torah is giving you the, uh, the, uh, the stations, once in a while, the Torah digresses. This is, oh, there's a good location over here. You know what happened over here? Uh, this item. And an example is right in the beginning, in Pasuk Gimal, when the Masaot begin. So the Pasuk says, Amses, from Ramses. That's in Mitzrayim. So the Torah tells us that they traveled from Ramses, or Ramses to be more precise. Uh, in the first month, which is Nisan, on the 15th of the month. And we know that's Pesach. No Hadush over there. From the day after the Pesach, uh, I guess they, the Pesach is on the 14th. That's when they brought the Korban Pesach. So if they brought the Korban Pesach on the 14th, so Mimahorata Pesach means the next day. Because I forgot. Because a second ago it said, Now you could forget from word to word. You know what I mean? So just in case you had a memory lapse from three words before, the Torah reminds you, So it's basically saying, on the 15th, on the 15th, we came out of Mitzrayim. So nobody could say they forgot. The Torah told it to us two times, Dibur. All right, that's a stamina observation on the Pasuk. Why would the Torah have to say the same thing two different ways? Anyway, Yatsu Bnei Yisrael Biyad Ramah. Bnei Yisrael left Mitzrayim Biyad Ramah. What does Yad Ramah mean? So if you look at the Targum Unkelus, Resh Gele. Resh Gele means they left. You know, in front of uh, in front of everybody, you know, not uh, didn't go out like bandits in the middle of the night. 
Right, right there uh, in the open, in front of everybody, everybody to see. That's an indication that they, they, they came out with, uh, they left with power. And then the next pasuk says, I'm just reading the pasukim. Now once already we're telling you, now I don't have a problem so much that the Torah has to tell us that they came out of Mitzrayim, although I think by now we know that already. I think that uh, this is well documented in Parashiyot Bo and Bishalah. So it's not like you had to tell me, oh, Ram says, oh, Rabotai, uh, asterisk, you should know what happened in Ram says. There was an event called Yitziat Mitzrayim. I mean... You don't know about Yitzhak Mitzrayim till this point, then uh, you know this this little bl- blurb is not going to help you. I mean, Perashat Bo already documented it uh, hundreds of pesukim. So I, I don't know why the Torah felt it had to. And again, especially we're talking about the Masaot over here. Like I said, it's a train schedule, so keep keep to the schedule. Don't don't digress to side side points. Unless you have to say that every time there's going to be a digression, it has to be nogeya to the masaot. That the Torah is not going to digress on the schedule unless the digression is needed to explain something about the, the travel. The next pasu clearly doesn't seem to agree with what I just said. Because the next thing really goes off on a tangent. Pasuk Dalit, the pasuk says... And you have to know what they were doing in Mitzrayim. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty stuff. What was Mitzrayim doing when we were leaving? They were involved in burying their, their dead. Who was their dead? Makat Bechorot. So Mitzrayim mekaberim et asher hika Hashem bahem kol bechor. Ube'elohem asa Hashem shefatim. And God destroyed their uh, their avodah zarah. Okay, now that you know that, we can continue the train by etc. etc. Now, if you thought that you didn't really need to tell me about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, for sure you didn't need to tell me about Mitzrayim, Mekaberim. I mean, what, 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 what do I care what they did? If they cremated their firstborns, if they buried them. I mean, maybe that's important information to know what they did. That the Egyptians had a Hebra Kaddisha and Hebra Shalok Kaddisha and uh, they buried their, uh, their firstborns. Mm-hmm. No problem. You want to write it? Put it in Boh mm-hmm. when you tell me about Makkah Bechorot. No, we're going to write the Parashat Mas'eh uh, uh, to give you this seemingly information that is, that is not necessary. Now, uh, I can explain this Pasuk just on its own without going into anything deep yet, based on the Hatam Sofer that I found. The Hatam Sofer says that what was the big inyan that B'nai Yisrael were told when well, God told Abraham Abinu that they're going to leave with a lot of money. Now, I thought that uh, we're not supposed to be so concerned about the money. The older rabbis always tell us, ah, forget about the money, go learn. What are you working for? Money is Amalek, dollar, Kematri Amalek, and all these different things that they tell us. And now we make such a fuss when we come out of Mitzrayim, oh, the money, Bizat Mitzrayim, and there was more Bizat on the Yam that there was even in Egypt. Uh, God should say, listen, 
We're going now to join the biggest kolel ever. It's kolel Dora uh, Midbar. You're going to get man. You're going to get uh, water. You're going to live for free. What do you need money for? Let's go learn Torah. Oh, we collect. He says the, the poorest guy came out with 100 amorim of uh, laid him a gold and silver. Bizat Mitzrayim. Bizat Hayam. What's the big uh, thing about the money? So, huh? Why is God even promising Abraham? Why, why should that be an item to entice Jews that you're going to come out with a lot of money? After all, the Torah always tries to dissuade us from even money, but the chush gadol. That's not money. You're going to be instant millionaires. What's the... Uh, make up your mind. Are we, are we pro-money or are we against money? That's the bottom line. That's my question. Do we like money or we don't like money? Uh, so... The, the, the Hatam Sufis says something very, very, very deep. He says, listen, this was not stam money. This was not money that's uh, printed in the, uh, you know, in the Philadelphia, in the Mint. This over here is special money. Why? Because all this money eventually belonged to the Egyptians. But where did it, where did it ultimately belong to at one point? To Paro, or say better, it belonged to Yosef. Yosef collected all this money in the treasury, and it was he, which means he touched every dollar. And he had to come to Yosef. To, he was the one selling the. Uh, he was at the register. Anytime somebody wanted to buy, uh, you know, some uh, some spaghetti, you had to go to uh, to, 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 to Yosef. And you get to, you know, pay the money. Now, why did the money have to come to Yosef? He's a coupier, exactly. Why, why did it have to come to Yosef? Because it says. That the purpose that we went down to Mitzrayim was in order to collect Nitzotzot of Kiddushah. You have to know that. Now, these are talks about it at length. That there's. I don't know, these guys don't make it easy for me. Arizal says that from the sin of Adam and Rishon and the subsequent sins of Dora, uh, Dora Mabul and then Sedom and Palaga, a lot of Nitzotzot of Kiddushah fell down into Mitzrayim. That was, the, that was the place where it landed. So there's no coincidence that we have to go down to Mitzrayim. I know Nitzotzot Shekidoshah sounds like an esoteric item, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a concept that's well documented that <coughs> as a result of the, even before the sin of Adam Rishon, there was a certain uh, uh, situation where uh, 288 sparks of Kiddushah got scattered around the world. And the job of the Jew is to go to these different locations and do mitzvot and learn Torah. And like a magnet, those sparks will be retrieved. And until we, until we collect the last spark, we're still going to be in good. Obviously, some sparks landed over here on Aunt Lawrence Avenue. So Hashem brought us over here to go study Torah. And through our learning, we're able to retrieve. And once the job is done, that's it. There's, you know, you, you don't, you don't got to go back. That's what Arizal says. Once we finished with Egypt, the Torah says, don't go back to Egypt. Meaning, they, they, they put like the, uh, the police uh, barricade over there. It's done. It says there's, there's, no, there's no reason to go back to Egypt. You're going back now to an empty place. And the question then is, so how did they go back? That's another question. But that's why, like say, Bavel. Bavel, was a lot of stuff in Bavel. So we went there, we wrote Talmud Bavli. After we finished with Talmud Bavli, we, you know, extracted all the... So sort of the Benish high picked up the last few sparks in his time. And then that's it. Bavel uh, is done. Shut the lights. Last one out, shut the lights. And that's the way it is throughout the world. The Jews are always journeying. And if you look at the Torah, Kadosh, if you heard our piece on the Torah, Kadosh this week, we talked about it at length, the 42 Masa'ot, uh, why one, one day they stayed for two days in the location. One day they stayed two years, depending on the work that needs to be done 
in that location. So if there's you know small amount of uh, uh, spiritual electricity to be uh, to be garnered, stay there for a couple of days. There's a lot to be collected. Now, how do they collect it? They don't have this uh, this thing that you see the guys in the beach like, walking like around with. You notice know, the guys looking for for, for, for gold. Sand. See them on the sand walking with that uh, item over there, and they find something. All of a sudden, they find a, bo- a Michelob bottle cap from uh, from hundred years ago that a guy left left on the beach, and the guy puts it in his uh, he puts it in his kupa. Uh, all right, but he keeps him busy. Keeps him, keep, keep, keeps him, uh, keeps him busy. But the point is, nitzotzotzot kedushah. So says the Benu Adi. Where was the nitzotzot kedushah? The Yosef put the nitzotzot in the money. He put it in the money. So this was not stam money. This money over here already went through the hands of Yosef. So therefore, it's not stam. And like the Oram HaKadosh says, when do you take the Nitzotzot? You take the Nitzotzot through a big mitzvah on the way out. On the way out, you take a, a big mitzvah. So what happens? B'nai Israel are now ready to take all this money with them. You're going to get the Nitzotzot to Kedushah. It's a big mitzvah. What they're doing is that's Stam hoarding money. This over here is an inyan of big tikkun over here. It's not Stam. So they're collecting the money. The problem is, says Hatam Sofer, They need, the Jews needed to do a big mitzvah. So what does God tell them? You need to do Brit Milah on the way out, and you need to do Korban Pesach, and that'll create such a spiritual energy, it'll draw all the Kedushah into the money, and when you take the money, you'll be able to, to go out. That was the plan. You can't find any mitzvah, really, in the Torah that's greater, in a positive commandment, and Pesach and Brit Milah, those are the only two positive commandments that are punishable by Karet if you don't do it. So, I mean, Borela picked two doozies, that's to create the spiritual magnet to, to grab. But what do you think? You think the Yetzirah and the Satan just sits back and says, oh yeah, Nitzotzot, Bechavod, take them, you know, uh, uh, but you forgot one. No, that, that doesn't work that way. Whenever we try to involve ourselves in this holy mission of retrieval of there's going to be a pushback there's going to be a resistance there's only one mitzvah that overrides Korban Pesach and Brit uh, Milah and that is what? Kivurat Hamit person has to bury somebody the Gemara said even if he was going to slaughter Korban Pesach and there's a med he slaughters the, he does the med and he forgets about Korban Pesach, and as well as he's going to circumcise his son, there's a myth on the street, what does he do? He's, he takes care of the myth. So what happened at this moment? The Yetzirah orchestrates, Umitzrayim Bekaberim. Tavka, at that moment, when we're about to take the Nitzotzot, the Yetzirah puts in the brain of the Egyptians, they're involved in Kivurah, they're burying the firstborns, they're involved in a mitzvah that might be even greater than Korban Pesach and Brim because it's Docheh. And therefore, when the Torah says, Mitzrayim Mikaberim, we got a problem over here. Because Mitzrayim Mikaberim is going to be a, a, a block against our, our item. So, what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Moshe Rabbeinu says, uh, Rabotai, I see your Mitzrayim Mekaberim. Now I'm going to take the bones of Yosef, which is a mitzvah, and I'm going to match you. And therefore, that's why Yosef went at that moment in order to take the bones of Yosef to also be involved in mitzvah. 
in order to neutralize what Mitzrayim become berim, and therefore the Nitzosot come back to us, and therefore we have no problem. This is the language of the Hatam Sofit. I'm reading it inside. He, say, he gave this tirash on Erev Rosh Chodesh Adar. And he says, Listen, they're involved in Kiddushah also. They're involved in burial. Therefore, the Nitzotzot are going to be delayed. And he says, at the time you're doing a mitzvah, it's Magna Omatzla, it protects. So he says, Gilal Ken, Hutzrach Moshe Rabbeinu Lefanot et Atzmot Yosef. That's why he says, oh, I got to make a U-turn here, or a K-turn, whatever, whatever it is, to go back to the to Yosef. La'asok gamu b'gimilut chesidim atzadik. Between the mitzvah of Kivurat Yosef and the mitzvah of Mila and Pesach, now they can take Bizat Mitzrayim with the Nitzot. So that just explains the Enyan of Mitzrayim Mikaberim, although it doesn't explain it in this, you know, why, why does it tell to me over here, but it does explain the Enyan of Mitzrayim Mikaberim, which is, I thought, a very, very interesting. In uh, 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 Yan over here. Okay, now, so I'll tell you just something else, which I don't think is so well known. That there is a chidush gadol that's written over here in Parashat Masreh about Yitziat Mitzrayim that is not written in the entirety of Parashat Bo. There's something here that is what we'd call new. Now you might not appreciate it because you assumed that you knew it already from Parashat Bo. But I'm going to show you that you really didn't know it from Parashat Bo. You only know it from here. So it is definitely a new item, and it's a, it's a seriously new item. And where I got that from is the Gemara in Berachot. And the Gemara Berachot on page 9. That's, uh, the Gemara over there is actually discussing an uh, issue of when did B'nai Yisrael actually come out of Mitzrayim? When did they come out of Mitzrayim? No, we, we know the 15th and all that. But did they come out okay. at night or did they come out during the, during the day? Uh, now, uh, some of you will say, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the difference? We're not, we're not writing a, a history book. The, the main thing is they came out. Uh, they came in the day, they came in the night, a.m., p.m. I mean, enough came in for what? They came out. So the Gemara over here wants to say that there's nafkaminot when they came out because there's a law that says that you have to be someh geulah letfilah. That means when we pray, sha'arit, let's say, so we say, Baruch atah Hashem ga'al Yisrael, and then we start the Amidah. So the question is, when is there geulah? Was there geulah in the day? And therefore, if there's geulah in the day, therefore we have to be someh geulah letfilah. In the morning, or was they geula at night? If it was so big, geula at night. So that's the whole deal over here in the Gemara. When was the when was the geula? And the Gemara answers a typical rabbinical answer. It depends. Depends what what geula what geula you're looking for. So I'm reading the Gemara here. The Gemara says. The Gemara says over here. Everybody agrees. When we left Mitzrayim, 
Oh, interesting. The Gemara assumes that for sure everybody says night. Shine'emar. How do you know? Now, we didn't get to this pasuk, and it's going to be in Parashat Re'eh. So it's coming up, it's in Devani. But the pasuk clearly says, Hotzi'acha Adonai Elohecha Memitzrayim Laila. You can't get a, a bit more fifrush pasuk than that. God took us out of Egypt, Laila. Ushiyatsu, but when they actually left, when did they actually leave Mitzrayim? Lo Yatsu Ela Bayom. Beauty. And how does the Gemara know that the main exodus that we talk about, like in the movie, the movie was daylight when, when they left, if you remember. <laughs> there you go. So therefore, so the pursuit comes along, the, how do you know they left by day? Now, amazing. I would say, how do you look by day? It's got to be a pursuit in either parashat bo or parashat beshalat that talks about this thing a lot. And they go, you know, you know parashat masa'eh. Go to Masmaseh. Masmaseh. Which, which is an amazing thing, which, which means to say, I guess, if I go to Parashat Bo, I will not find one Pasuk that says we left in the day. Which, why do I, I wouldn't have bet that? If, if I had to put money on the table and you told me, you know, uh, aptitude test. Where do we learn that we left Mitzrayim in the day? Parashat Bo or Parashat Mas'eh? I would have bet the ranch it's Parashat Bo, and I would have said it's a sucker bet for anybody that picks uh, Mas'eh. And if you would have picked Bo, you lose. You lose. Well, go slow for a second. Go slow. I know we mentioned Egypt, so you're getting excited. But just give, just, just give me a minute for a second. I'm done. I'm defending you, but keep it quiet. That's the biggest defense. So now, now watch this. Watch what he's saying. So now you have over here an amazing hadush. I. It says in Parashat books. I went back to Parashat. I know Nat, Natan already is scanning Parashat Bor because he wants to show. Hey, it's there. No problem. No problem. I, I also did it. I also, I'm just a shock. I went back to board. I read all the pesukim, and you will see a pasuk that says, "Be'etzem hayom hazeh yatsu sevot bnei Yisrael." You got that pasuk? You see it? Find it. Be'etzem hayom hazeh yatsu kos sevot bnei Yisrael mitzvahim. Oh, 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 oh! Be'etzem hayom hazeh. So, with all due respect, I'm tired. Be'etzem hayom hazeh does not necessarily mean day. Be'etzem just means, like, no, like it says on Yom Kippur. It says on Kippur, Be'etzem hayom hazeh ta'anot nafshotechem. But you only face during the day? You face at night also. Be'etzem means during that period of time. Whatever the date was. Be'etzem hayom hazeh. During that day called the 15th, doesn't mean day literally. It means the time of that uh, period. Again, we see the words be'etzim many times in the Torah, and be'etzim hayom hazeh does not mean a.m. p.m. It just means the the time. So that's no proof. Where is the proof of how do you know mahorat? Mahorat means mahorat. That means they brought the Pesach on the fourteenth, and the next day. Well, let's say mahorat is the next day. Is day. That's how you know. And therefore, the question then becomes, the question then becomes, so why over here does it say, and not over there? 
why did it wait to tell me this nugget of information, which seemingly is a nice piece of information, why didn't it tell it to me over there where we're talking about when it happened? Instead, it waits to tell me by the Masa'ot. Because I think the answer is simple. Simple. What's the answer? When we're talking about Exodus, the main thing is we left. We left. We left the white camp. We left during the day, during the night. The point is we got out of there. AM, PM is not so relevant. But here we're talking about when the train left. Here we're talking about Masa'ot. In Masa'ot we're talking about the traveling. And then, well, since that's the first travel, so it's going to come and tell me, we traveled in the AM. That's the first, that's the first station. The train left and then the station in, in, in the AM. In Masa'ot, timing is important. In Exodus, who cares the timing? You left. Big deal. It's enough to tell me, that's the day you left. But here now, we're going to say, okay, now we're we started to travel. When did we start to travel? You gotta let me know that. During the first day of Pesach, which in Ramses, that's when we started to go to Sukkot, etc. Et so I think it, it, it's, it's germane to tell me this information here because it's Nogeya to Masaot, as it's less important to me to know that, you know, at the, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so excited that we got out. I, I don't really don't care. That, but when, you give, when you're giving me now the, the, the system, we left here, we went to there, we went to there, start, 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 start the ball. When did these travelings begin? By Yisru. When? By Yisru. They started, they, started, they started travel number one during the day. And therefore, it, it, it works out good. So that would explain why this piece of information. So again, now, I didn't do it with everything, but you're going to probably have to go through every digression in the 42 Masa'ot and try to explain why the digression is necessary for the Masa'ot. And it's not Stam telling me extraneous uh, information Stop. That's a theory I'll leave to the members that they can work on. I only was able to work on uh, the first one over here because that's the first one. Now. I want the time also. Train, 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 train schedule. Got another train schedule. Mr. Train. And Mr. Train. Okay, okay. All right. No, Mahorat means the next day. Mahorat means tomorrow, no? The next day of the Pesach. The Pesach. Next day, the next day. If we mean the night, it's not the next day, it's two days. I'm going back to the meaning of Mahorat. I'm explaining to you again, just let me talk and I'll explain to you again. Uh-huh. If it was the night, uh-huh. it's, it's not the next day, it's two days later. It's a new day. The night starts a new day. Yeah. So it says tomorrow, if I say the day after the Pesach. Got it. So okay. it's the 14th, the next day. day. It's not night, it's the day, the next day. Mahorat, Mahorat, you use, use the term as, as day, Mahar. When I say Mahar, I'm referring to the Mahorat Pesach. Anyway, all, all sounds very good. Until you get to the Tosafot in uh, Masechet Kedushin. Now, what this Tosafot is, 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 uh, is going to do here on Daf Lamed Zayin. Now, what I thought that this Tosafot is so beautiful, um, is what he does over here like this. Here. My bearings tell me to support Lamed Zion. Okay, there we go.
So there's a uh, an interesting Tosfot. Let me just uh, locate it again over here. I read it yesterday inside. And the Tosfot is quoting none other than one of the great. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Bottom Tosfot. Beautiful. This this really you, you find this here. That Tosafot will quote an Ibn Ezra. This is East meets West. Now we know that Ibn Ezra is uh, one of the Ikar Seferadi commentaries on the top. We didn't know that Tosfot, you know, uh, is interested in what the Ibn Ezra has to say. But you see that Tosfot held Ibn Ezra is obviously somebody you have to reckon with. And therefore, uh, the Tosfot brings down the question of the Ibn Ezra. It's a rare, rare item. Hiksha Harab Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra. He's asking from a Pasuk in Yoshua. The Pasuk in Yoshua is in Perek He. Let me give you the context of this over. This is after we came into Eris Israel. So we come into Eris Israel. And the Pasuk says, we circumcised ourselves because we weren't circumcised in the Midbar. And then the Pasuk says, oh, Bayahanu Bnei Yisrael Bagilgal. They settled in Gilgal. Vayasu Eta Pesach. And they did the Pesach, the Kurban Pesach. When? Barba Asad Yom Nahodish. Barba Asad Yom Nahodish. Bayerit. The 14th at night. That's when you bring the Quran Pesach. Mm-hmm. And they started to eat from the crop of the land. They started to eat from the crop of the land. That's now go slow. We have a law over here of Hadash and Yashan. Let's review. The Torah says that we're not allowed to eat from the new crop until the second day of Pesach, until the 16th of Nisan, 16th of Nisan, where we bring a korban, and that makes the hadash yashan. What does yashan mean? What, what makes hadash to yashan? Hadash asur, yashan mutar. As long as it passes through the second day of Pesach, all the new crop that I wasn't allowed to eat, now all of a sudden becomes mutar. And it only becomes mutar on the second day of Pesach. So the Pasuk is telling us over here. When did they start eating from the crop of the land? Mahorata Pesach. Mahorata Pesach over must mean what? The day after Pesach, meaning the second day of Pesach. So the Ibn Ezra says, hold it. Make up your mind. Is Mahorata Pesach the 15th or is Mahorata Pesach? The 16th. I mean, you got a Bible over here that's using the same word, and, and sometimes it means this, and sometimes it means that. Decide. Exactly. Listen, I have no problem. Like Shaul said, decide. You want to go with the 15th? Go with the, you want to go with the 16th? You got no problem also. Go with the 16th. But the Ibn Ezra says, you can't just come along now and say, well, over here it's the 15th, and over there it's the 16th, and use the same words. Meaning once Yechai Tawan's eating it. 
That's what Nachorat HaPesach means. Nachorat HaShechitat HaPesach is the 14th or 15th. When is the eating it? That's, that's, the, answer. that's the answer. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's the answer. You're pointing out the question. In Mas'eh, when it said Mimachorat HaPesach, it meant from the day after Korban Pesach. When is Korban Pesach? When do you store the Korban Pesach? The 14th. And Mimachorat means the fi- And the Pasuk says Bifirush. 15th we left Mitzrayim. Here, it can't be the 15th, because you would not be allowed to eat from the new crop on the 15th. So over here, Ma'orat the Pesach must be the 16th. So the Ebenezer says, well, 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 make up your mind. What does Ma'orat the Pesach mean? You, 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 can't, you can't play the, the rope both, both, both ways, pull it both directions. So he says again, Hikshan of Ebenezer, Hechi Amrinan, he's in Yeshua. Hechi Amrinan, Ma'orat the Pesach, Dehachadi Shishasad Benisan. there's the answer of Rabbeinu Tam, and then there's the answer of Diri. I'm going to answer Diri first, because Diri is the, the less Lamdanut answer. You know that there's a rule that says that Divre Torah Lechud, the Torah has its own language, and then you have Bnei Adam. You know, people have their own vernacular, and the Torah has its vernacular. For example, when, we're to, we, when we talk, I say, well, there was a guy. But when the Torah says, it says, ish, ish. Uh, what's a double ish? Was, uh, the Torah sometimes talks in, the, in, in that way. Sometimes it talks in, it has, it, it has its own syntax, the Torah. Fine, we have no problem with that. The Torah has its own way of using words. And you cannot always compare the way we say things to the way the Torah says things. Sometimes the Torah will talk Adam, but sometimes it won't. There's different, different, uh, different, different languages. That he introduces, just like you have a concept that says, you have also and you can't can ask me, you can't ask me from Mahorat. Of the Bible, over here the Torah, when the Torah uses Mahorah, it means the 15th. When the Yoshua uses Mahorah, it means the 16th. I contradictions, two different books, two different books, two different styles, two different items. But two emits. Two emits, exactly. In Yoshua's uh, uh, vernacular, Mahorah means the 16th. In the Moshe's vernacular, Mahorah means the 15th. I read the Dari inside. The Dari says, <coughs> Oh, so he says, I'm going to read you. Veri mefaresh, nehid de be'alma be'malcharat ha'pesach ha'bitetvav. It's true, normally ma'alcharat ha'pesach ha'bitetvav. Ha'akad otzel omar tetzayin ve'lashon ha'torah lechud ve'lashon nevi'im lechud. That's it. Easy answer. I know nobody falls out of their chairs when you hear such an answer. You're saying, good question, but different, uh, different uh, uh, books have different usages of similar terminologies. 
Granted. But the Rebbe Nutam is a little more Lamdanut. Rebbe Nutam is going to come along and say, no, 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 no. The 15th is the 15th. And it's the 15th. And it's the 15th in Parashat Mas'eh. And it's the 15th in the book of Yoshua. And now he puts himself in a box because if they, it's the 15th. How did they eat from the... From the, from the new crop. They can't eat from the new crop. It's a day early. He's got a problem. So the Ben Utam says, beautiful. Ben Utam. Ben Utam. And if you want to understand what the Kra is saying, what did they eat on that day? says, since it was the 15th, they were still eating old crop because it would not become permissible until the next day. They got a problem. It's Pesach. You got to eat matzot. That's great. So the Torah comes along and says, but it's the 15th. They didn't bring the Omer yet. So the Torah comes along and says, oh, since it was the 15th, they had to eat the matzah from the old crop. They did not eat it until the, the next day. So therefore, it's a very, very interesting way of learning the Pasuk. All the Pasuk says, they ate me'abur ha'ares. I don't know, is abur ha'ares old crop or new crop? So Tosfot comes along and says, it's old crop. And you know why they had to eat the old crop? Because it was the 15th. And you're not allowed to eat from the new crop until the 16th. And if you look at the Radaka, the Radak says, and why do you call the crop of the land avur ha'ares? Because the word avur comes from lashon avar. They ate from avar ha'ares, from the old stuff that the ares produced. And therefore it's meduyak, according to the Tosafot, everything works out fine. You don't have to say that the two books have different styles. The two books follow the same. By the way, so if you want to learn, if you're giving a Navi class, you want to explain this pasuk to children in the yeshiva, you got to know this Tosafot. Because this Tosafot is explaining, the kids are going to ask, hey, Rebbe, what were they eating? Old crop or new crop? He goes, hey, no, no questions now. Because <laughs> you don't know the answers. There are no questions. I mean, one more question, we call your mother after school. But really, the answer is, he got no to support. He got no answer. That really, it's old crop. Why old crop? For a simple reason. Mahorat means there. Uh, uh, now, according to the Lee, it's new crop. Why? Because he learns Mahorat is the 16th. So it's going to be a Mahlok between the Benutam and the, and the. And that's the way they settle this, uh, settle this issue. What about Ibn Ezra? What does he say? He doesn't bring the Ibn Ezra as the answer. Vekshah. And I don't even know where we ask this question. It's probably in Yoshua. Okay, you got to look it over there. But he's saying, David has an answer. Maybe a third answer. But the question that I had was, okay, everything's very nice. But it still doesn't answer two questions that we had. One question is, so you want to tell me Maharat is 15. I accept it. But why does the Torah have to say it twice? Why does the Torah by us have to say, Tosfot doesn't answer that question. Have answered my question over here? You don't have to tell me in one pasuk, that Tosfot for some reason has no problem. He's just trying to settle a stira between between him and Yoshua. 
But in the Pasuk and Mas'eh, he's got no problem. You want to say it ten times, say it ten times. So I found an unbelievable little, little piece in the Sefer uh, called Kuntras Kol Yaakov. The Kuntras Kol Yaakov is in the back of a Teshuvot called Suri Yaakov. I ain't sure who this rabbi is. Suri Yaakov, in the back of the book, he says, I heard some Hindushim from my rabbis on Parashiot Shavuah. Okay? The Suri Yaakov, in the back, he's got Kol Yaakov. Now he says over here something amazing. He says, the Parashat Mas'eh. Yaakov Hurvitz. Okay. Exactly. Why did it say Mitzrayim Mekabirim? I have a question. So we gave the Hatam Sofer Apiyah Kabbalah. But back to the same question. Why do you have to tell Mitzrayim Mekabirim? He says, on the contrary, Zim Maktin Hanes. It minimizes the miracle. I mean, you, you know why uh, we were able to leave Mitzrayim? Not because... Uh, uh, you know, we showed it to them. They were so busy with the uh, with the Bismillah Mikabirim. So therefore, when they were Tarud Be'evlam, we scooched out. It minimizes the miracle. I would love to say we left in front of their faces. Exactly. I would, I would love to say that they were doing nothing and it was a day off and they were just waiting to stop us and they still couldn't stop us. But when you come along and say, we left Mitzrayim, and when did we leave? Mitzrayim Mikabirim. So it's like... As if Hashem couldn't uh, take us out. A different way. A different way. He had to wait until they were preoccupied. So he says, is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a deficiency and minimizes the, uh, the, zeh, the miracle. No? Mm-hmm. So he says, And because the Egyptians were busy, but he says, that's not what the text says. The Pasuk says right before, Biyad Ramah. We left, what does Rad Yama mean? We saw the, the Beresh Geleh. Resh Geleh means in front of their faces, I name slimes. Hey, we're going. And like said, oh, you know, we're too busy, just get out of here. No, it seemed that they were coming and in front of them and they had every way to stop us and they didn't. Beresh Geleh means in their face, like we would say in the vernacular. In their face. That's Ben Lashon Nabi, Ben Lashon Torah. Everybody has the same Lashon on that. So the question over here is, make up your mind. Was it, did we leave because Mitzrayim was Mekaberim? Or did we leave because Yad Ramah? So he says, Omnam Yeshtomar Kabanat HaPasuk. He has a brilliant explanation in Pasuk over here. Vayisu B'nei Yisrael Merah Station number one, they're leaving. The train leaves from Ramesses. And when did the train leave? It's true, that's when we left Egypt. From Ramesses, that's where we lived. And the 15th. Now, when the Pasuk continues, it says, that's talking about the next day. That's talking about the 16th. 
And what happened on the 16th? He says, Yisrael. We left. We left. Why couldn't... He's learning the Pasuk. That it's, it's two different days. That's why it's repeating. It's not the same day. There is. And Maholata Pesach is the 16th. It's not the 15th. It's the 16th. And that's what the Torah writes. Two different days. We left. Ra'amah says when... And then... The next day... The next day we left with Yad Ramah. Wait. You'll ask a question. Why couldn't we leave the first day Biyad Ramah? Because Mitzrayim Mekaberim. And since Mitzrayim was Mekaberim, we had a delay to leave on the 16th in order that we could leave Beresh Geleh. So nobody could come up and say, ah, we left when they were busy. So the Pasuk is to be read so beautifully. The 15th. The next day from when we left, that's talking about the 16th. Then we left Yatsubane Sibi Adraman and Kumasai. Are you going to ask, why couldn't we leave Biadrama the day before? Because they were they, they were Mikaberim. So then he comes along and he says, and once I tell you this, he says, We answer the question very simply. There's no Sida. Yoshua is talking about the Pesach, which is the 16th. And over here he's also talking about the 16th. Vakol, Vakol, Barir, Vyashav, Vyatsiv, Vakol, Vakayam. Everything works. The third answer. So it comes out and we have three. Three answers. We left, Ram says, on the 15th, like the Pesach says. Right. But Egypt proper was not till the next day. And by the way, he proves it. If you want to see a proof to this, he says, open up Parashat Mishalah. You have Mishalah in front of you over there? Open up Parashat Mishalah when it says, Vayisum Sukkot. Because that's the second station. They went from Ramses to Sukkot. So if you look at Rashi over there, Vayisum Sukkot, it says over there, Bayom Hasheni, Rashi says. Share Barishon, Ba'um Ra'amses to Sukkot. Perfect. That the first day they got to, from Ra'amses to Sukkot. On the second day, when they're leaving Sukkot, which is Egypt proper, now was the sixth, and that was the Yad Ramah day. Why? Because Misraim Mekaberim. So therefore, it works like a charm. So it comes out, who knows? It just shows you, wherever you put your finger in the Torah, who would have known we could make a fuss out of these two words when the rabbis are going to come out of here? What did the rabbis talk about today? Did he talk about the Masaot? Did he talk about the Alemiklat? Did he talk about Benegad, Benede Uven, Nedarim? A million stuff. No, Pesach. Pesach, no Pesach, no Pesach over there. Pesach, why are you over here? Pesach. Now, to, to conclude uh, this beautiful... Uh, so we have three answers. We have the Rabbeinu Tam, we have the Ri, and then we have the Kod Yaakov, the Shutsud Yaakov. It's nice. It answers that question that we had, the double language. Why do you have to tell me one Pesach, Hamisha Asam Mahorat? Yeah, that's two different days. And, the, and it explains the Mitzrayim Mekaberim. And 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 and, and now, now we understand why Mitzrayim Mikabrim is written here because it's part of the Masaot now. It's part of the why we leave on why we leave this place at this time. It has to explain in, in context of Masaot. I just said something else that I didn't add. I just added something. 
which is, I asked you a question, what are you putting it over here for? No, because it's no to the Masaot. Why did we leave the, on the 15th this day and then the 16th that day? Why did we have to travel in the way we did? Because uh, we couldn't leave Biyad Ramah until the next day, so that we were delayed a day there. So, so therefore, it's no geya not to perashat bo. Perashat bo, I don't care when we left. We left. Whatever it happened. But here, you got to tell me day one, day two, we left here, we had to Sukkot. So therefore, it's talui in the nisiot. Therefore, it's written over here. I think it's a, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful miduyak uh, item over here. Now, the hatam sofer in a different place has one more, uh, one more answer. To the question. Again, we're trying to answer up. What does the Mahorat mean? Mahorat in, 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 in uh, Yoshua sounds like it means the 16th. And Abib Shat over here, Mahorat sounds like it means the 15th. We're not saying this whole people that we just said. That's the question of the Ibn Ezra. So Hatam uh, Sofer says, hold it. It depends. It depends when you're talking. Clearly, it says Mahorata Pesach. That's for sure the starting point. The day after the Pesach. The question is, when is the day of the Pesach? You cannot know Mahorat until you know Mahorat from what? So, first we have to de- de- decide. So, we assume hey, it's the 14th. It's the 14th. So, says the Hatam Smith, you're right. But sometimes we're going to look at Pesach. The 15th. Let me explain. When you're talking to B'nai Yisrael, and you're telling us about Pesach, what does Pesach mean to guys like us? Non, Non-Kohanim, non let's say. Hagat Pesach. No, when you say the Korban Pesach, what does it mean to me? Korban Pesach. When I eat it. 15th. I, I, I don't sprinkle, I don't sacrifice, I'm not, I'm not doing all this other stuff. For me, when you tell me Pesach, my mitzvah Pesach is what? The eating, the barbecue. So from my, from my standpoint, Pesach means the 15th. And if that means the 15th, then the next day is going to mean the 16th. Now, if you're talking to Kohanim, Pesach, by the way, eating is the easiest part. I'm busy eating Pesach, sprinkling, shechting, doing, running, bazichim, switching. The whole Masechet Pesachim is the Sedra Abuda. So to a Kohen, when you tell him the word Pesach, he's a uh, 14. Don't, don't even do it. He his phone. No text. No, 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 no messages. He's busy. No WhatsApp. Oh, but there was one year that everybody was like the Kohanim. And that's the year that we left Mitzrayim. Because the year that we left Mitzrayim, we had to sprinkle the blood on our doorposts, and we had to do all the avodah with the blood, like Kohanim. So therefore, says Hatam Sofer, in, in Parashat Mas'eh, that's talking to Dora Midbar, Mimahorata Pesach, Pesach's the 14th, that was the busy day. So therefore, there it means what? 14th, the next day is the 15th. But in Yehoshua already, we got Gilgal, we got Kohanim doing all that work. So when you mention Pesach, what does Pesach mean? The eating. That's on the 15th. But what the Pesach means the 16th. <laughs> so it all depends what generation you're talking about. How to learn, how to learn Pesach. It depends from your perspective, what does Pesach mean? 
to most Jews like us, eating the Pesach. But again, to, to one that's a minister, Pesach means the Avodat Pesach. And it was only one year that regular people, folk, had Avodat Shirut of Pesach. That's Don Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So again, in Mas'eh, when we're talking about our generation of Mitzrayim, from the day after they involved themselves in Pesach, which is day 14, oh, that's 15, but in, in, in Yeshua's time, they were in Gilgal already. Not, all, all, most Jews are doing for Pesach just means to eat. So when it says, it's Pesach from their standpoint. Pesach from their standpoint, the 15, and therefore, it's the same. And therefore, we have, a, we have four basic... I, I, I'd like to say no. I, I'd like to say that, that um, maybe it's four distinct answers, or maybe we could put this Hatab Sufit in the Ri. What, why the Torah's Maharat is one and the, and the Lashon of Yeshua is different. It could be that's the explanation in the Ri. Why Maharat over here means one thing, Maharat is nothing. Lashon, Torah, Torah, Torah. Why? Why is it different? Because it's so many different, different, different times. Yeah, you know, which means the, the, the Ri that said Lashon, Torah, Lechod, Lashon, Navid, we could use this Hatab to explain why it's, it's Lechod. Because it's different, different times. It's different, different, different periods. All right, so that, now we, we said a lot on, on, uh, on Mas'ir, but it didn't give us too much to say on uh, Matot. Already we have, we just have a few minutes left uh, of, of the, uh, the Darash. So to, to leave us with nothing, we cannot. We have to say one, one, one piece on, uh, on Matot. Although I think this is a beautiful, uh, beautiful Malach. I, I think most people are not talking about this part of the Parashat. That's why I like it. That's a, you know, curveball. You find this one. Where this come out of? <laughs> you see, again, lesson being, you're never going to run out of stuff because wherever you put your finger, stuff is going to just start. To, a, sh- a shiur will come out of anything that you're gonna, that you can, don't don't come along and say I got to give I got to give it the Torah on the, on the, on the North, North Jersey coastline now. What am I going to give it? Give a hadush on on Bayhead Junction. I'm just telling you, you can't give a hadush on Bayhead Junction. You can't. You can't. You gave me the leader. That's it, exactly. So now we'll say something on Matot. <laughs> on Matot, you can't even get out of the box. <laughs> I hate to tell you, I'd love to talk about the end of the parasha as much as I, I, I have a, a, an inkling to say something at the end, but you can't get out of the first pasuk over here. The first pasuk is Vaidaber Moshe el Rashea Matot Libne Yisrael Lemor. Now, obviously, this is talking about the laws of Nidarim. This is the first laws of Nidarim, and uh, the pasuk says, when God was giving the laws of Nidarim, so he addresses who? He addresses Rashea Matot Libne Yisrael. Okay, now what does that mean? The Shema Tot of Nesir. Is it the Shema Tot? Is it the Nesir? Who's, who's, just simple shot before we get into the, to the Kabbalah here. Simple reading of this Pasuk. He spoke to the Shema Tot of Nesir. So I think we can go to Rashi first. If we go to Rashi, Rashi will say, Halak Kabod le Nesiim, le Lamedam Techila. That here was a, a Kabod that when it came to El Darim, it was presented to the, uh, what do you call it first? To the, to the presidents first. Uh-huh. Very good, so that she committed already. So when it says, it means first to the and then 
Libne Israel. That means the Matot got a, what do you call it? A um, preview. 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 They got a preview. So sometimes they have the, the, the show and they only invite certain people to come see the showing. So they're going to give a sneak preview to the Matot and then they will give it to uh, B'nai Israel. That's, that's one, one Mahalach in the, in the Pasuk. That's one Mahalach. There's another Mahalach in the Pasuk, I think from the Ramban. Vaydaber Moshe Rashem Matot. Lo hikdima katub lomar bekan vaydaber Hashem el Moshe demo daber el Hashem Matot vaamarta alehem. So he says, Aval hiskirze besofa parasha, fine. Velo hiskir hatsabah klal. Verashe Matot ibn Israel, he explains who are they. So Rashi Hamatot Lebnei Yisrael, the Ramban learns, it's the Rashi Hamatot of Yisrael. So according to Ramban, this was not given to Yisrael. According to him, it's Rashi Hamatot. Which Rashi Hamatot? Lebnei Yisrael. The ones that are Shabbat of the Yisrael. As opposed to the, uh, I don't know what, the, the Zulus. It is Rashi Hamatot of Yisrael. That's what he's saying. The Ramban, understand what he's learning? It's why it's only given to the Matot, which is a big Hadush, by the way. Which is a big Hadush. It comes out that, according to Ramban, this is different than any other mitzvah in the whole Torah. This was given only to Rashi Matot. All the Torah was given, Moshe Kibir Torah, Misenai, and it was given over to the whole people. And here he's saying now, Yeah, it was given to the it, it was given to the ones that are in charge of this mitzvah. The, the Rashi Matot, they they handled it that even. Interesting that this was not given over to Bnei Israel. So the Ramban says, yeah. he says the reason why. Okay, just explain it. He says because they're gonna they're gonna treat it lightly if they know that a rabbi could just. Do you? Yes. We don't want to start giving them all the hetterim to get out of the darim. Yeah, let the rabbis know all the all the. You don't want to give the loopholes. Give 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 give, give a balabai a loophole, and there it goes. And I'll be uh, you know. One thing leads to the next. Okay. So therefore, he comes along and says that Ramban, keep this, keep this, you know, closed circuit over here. Keep this to the, to the matot and not to. So we have two explanations so far. According to Rashi, Rashi matot of Neisel means that Rashi matot and oh. then to Bnei Israel, and others say Rashi matot of Bnei Israel, and some say Rashi matot and Rashi matot will give it over to Bnei Israel. That they will say over to Israel. So different, different, different interpretations. But the Ramban is the most is the most interesting that for some reason, and he gives his reason, that it was given over to Hashem Matot. So I saw a beautiful explanation to explain in depth over here why this would only be given over to Hashem Matot. We have a problem over here, Abotai. We have a rule that the Gemara says. The Gemara says that anytime it says the word Zehad Dabar, Zehadavat implies that it only applies for this generation and not for future generations. It's a Gemara in uh, Yoma somewhere. That again, Zehadavat, what does Zehadavat mean? This, is this generation, for now, but not for future generations. So uh, the Meshach Chochmah, in this week's Perasha, he has a big question. He comes along and he says, what do you mean? Zehadavat, Nidarim apply in all generations. So how can you come along and use the word Zehad Dabar by Nidarim? So the so 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 the uh, the Gemara comes along and says, no, because it says also 
by shichotei chutz. It says by shichotei chutz, the word zehadavar, but it says ledorotam. So just like over there, even though it said the word zehadavar, it said ledorotam, so even though it says zehadavar, it means ledorotam. It means for the future. And the Gemara fixes that. That, uh, it, 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 I says, says the, what do you call it? The Hakam Meshuchma. So why do you say Devada? Why do you say Zeadavad? If anyway you're going to bring it for the future generation. Zeadavad sounds like it's only for. So therefore he says a big hintush. Must be something in the Darim, in this story, applied only to that generation and not to any other subsequent generation. There was a Zeadavad element in the Darim. Although it's true. The general rules, 99.99% of the Gedarim will apply till today. But one element was a Zehad And the She'elah of the Meshach was, what was it? What was it? Was it? Which is a big Hadush. You tell me something that only happened in this generation, the Gabin Darim, but did not happen yet subsequent. So he asks a simple question. He brings the Ibn Ezra. Today's the day of the Ibn Ezra, by the way. Ibn Ezra says, with all due respect, what is the Darim doing here, Bechlam? Where did the Darim come in? We got such beautiful beauty stories going on. We got such drama between Zimri and Pinehas and Bilam. His characters all over the place. And all of a sudden, uh, we leave the beautiful stories. Uh, technical stuff, the Darim. Uh, what did you interrupt? What did you interrupt the movie for? We had a good movie going on over there. You interrupted with the Darim. What's, what's, what's the Inyah? You know, it says David Ezra. There's something amazing. Yeah. As the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avot, Siyag leperishut nedarim. You know what happened in the times of Midbar? You know what? We got messed up with Binot Midyan? No offense. Because we were allowed to drink the wine of the Goyim. There was no Isud in drinking the wine of the Goyim. You know why there was no Isud? You know why the rabbis did not institute an Isud? Because they couldn't. Because you needed to use the wine, he says, for the Nesachim. We didn't have kosher wine. <coughs> so where were we picking up wine? Yeah, from, the, from the local uh, tops, from the regular from the guy in the corner, from Mr. Blues, we were picking up wine. So therefore, there was no Isur on Stam Yenam or Yayin Nesik at that time. So what happened? There was no problem for us to go drink by the Guim. And what ended up happening once we started to drink by the Guim? Now it led to marriage and it led to promiscuity. All this happened because we did not have the law of Stam Yenam. Now what? As a general rule, as a general rule, the rabbis will make a takana. But the rabbis could not make a takana because we needed the wine for, for the Nesachim, he says. The rabbi should have came after, after this whole story of Binot Bidyan. Rabbi Isai, it's over. The party's over. No more, uh, you know, wine of the Goyim over there. What do you call it? Uh, uh, the wine that they drink, uh, the Goyim. No Whatever the names of their wines, I don't know. Not the cheap sangria. Not the sangria. The good wines of the Goyim, it's off. It's off, it's off Those days are gone. No way. But they can't do that. But there's something they can do. They could come along and come to the B'nai Yisrael and say, Rabbi Yisrael, there's a way we can make wine forbidden. If everybody makes a neder that they're not going to drink wine anymore, then already 
we can make it asur and still keep it on the Mizbeah. And this will be a very rare case where the leaders of the tribes are going to come to B'nai Israel and tell the people, make an edit. Never in history did the rabbis come along and say, make an edit. Normally we say, oh, don't make that don't make that But here was the first time, Zehad Dabar. There was something unique in this generation that God spoke to the Moshe spoke to the Hashem Matot. And what? The Hashem Matot will go to their respective tribes, the Bnei Yisrael. And what are they going to say? Make Nedarim. On what? Wine. Why? Because look what happened when you didn't have 